Hey y'all, Aisha here. It took me a little longer to edit this episode than I had originally anticipated. We wanted to release it before Black Friday, but that didn't happen. The good news is there's still plenty of holiday shopping to be done, so there's plenty of time for you to still buy black. We hope you enjoy the show, and we look forward to having you continue to learn and grow with us here at Fix It Black Jesus. Thanks. Jesus okay, we're live. Loves. And live in color. Every time. <laughs> it's just like, how can you not? Wow. Mm. We're well, back. Did you meet any new black people this week? Or in the past several months? Yes, I have. I have met some black people. Oh, bless how. Actually, I met a black person today at work. He week. came into my place yeah. of work. And okay, okay. what had happened was, or rather mm. what occurred was I walked okay. into the room. I saw a black man. I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. that's what's up. Cause that, that never happens in my place of work. And we gave each other the acknowledgement nod as is customary. And I went back to what I was doing cause he was speaking to a coworker of mine. They were conducting business. And mm-hmm. then I walked back. I really didn't have no reason to go back in the room except there was a black man in there and I needed to be in his presence. So I went back. Then he said, hello. Then I said, hello. And then we started talking about bicycles. And I don't know, I was just very happy. I saw a black person today and I actually said hello to them because, you know, I'm trying to do more than just meet them. I'm trying to say hello now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you? Did you, uh, since you need to step it up as well, um, you can't just, we can't just ask you if you've seen mm-hmm. any black people because you live in the land of the black people. They're everywhere. I've moved they're, to Atlanta. You were in the land of the black people. Have you befriended any new black people? I. I don't know if I've befriended any new black people. I feel like no, I'm not really... like black people that are new, not people that are new to being black, but like no, 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 no. You. <laughs> like that's not a thing. That's no. that's not a thing. I mean, I feel like most of the black people that I've befriended, I knew before I got here. Okay. Already. Okay. Um, and it seems like the ones that I don't remember remember me. I guess I'm mm. memorable. Mm-hmm. Um. Cause I'll be like, oh hey, and I'll introduce myself, and they're like, yeah, we met like two years ago, and I'm like, oh, yeah. about Don't that. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, because clearly you think all black people look alike. Yesterday, Shut your face. When I was, <laughs> yesterday when I was doing, I had cornrows in my hair. Um, mm-hmm. That my beloved was. He he needed he came around to them but there was no hang time like my hair didn't hang at all like it was all like scout Mm. business okay and yesterday as i was taking them out um mind you i'd only taken out like one portion of the braid and he was like "Ooh, i like it when your hair is like that and then he was like you kind of look like aisha right now and i was like i don't look like aisha are you trying to say all black people look the same and he was like i was about to say that but i knew better see that's love but the point is Apparently yesterday for five seconds, I looked like you, which if people have never seen us, and that might not seem so outlandish, but. People have confused us before, but that. Actually, it was a friend of yours who, Jeremy Hercules. Oh, geez, Jeremy. <laughs> during Cranksgiving was like, hey, Aisha. And I was like, did this one look like it's called? Like dead ass though? Dead ass? Jeremy, I'm glad that you can tell us apart now. I, I <laughs> um, speaking of new black people, I know we're stretching this out, and this could probably go in the fix it pile. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll plug it and then we'll talk more about it later. Um, but you and I have recently been tokenized in a... Girl! <laughs> in a, uh, wow. a rendering for a, a neighborhood in Los Angeles. So yeah. that, that was really exciting. They uh, took a picture of the two of us. Aisha, I've and... never been to Los Angeles. <laughs> I've never been there. They took the a bicycle... picture of the two of us riding bikes together. Um, and photoshopped us into this rendering <laughs> and full of white people. <laughs> and ain't nobody asked our permission to put our little brown at faces. All, at all. <laughs> at all. Or the photographer who the photo belongs to. They didn't ask nobody. They just were like, oh, Pete, black folks, let's just insert them. They here. probably Googled black people on bicycles. <laughs> And then we were like one of the five photos. <laughs> or what? black women even on, on bicycles, because that's going to be like two photos. Mind you, the people, we mess. out there, we just ain't photographed. That's really what it that comes out to. That is a mess. So, yeah. I am, mm. so a lot of I've never been to Los Angeles. Nor has, that, nor has my bicycle. Mm. Nor, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That bicycle was stolen, as a matter of fact. Anyway, moving on. R.I.P. Ernie. Oh, no. Ernie Jr. the third. Was that the feather? <laughs> Yeah. That's some bull. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Let's get the show on the road. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. Fix it like Jesus. I'm Laura Solis. I am pretending that all of my hair is done right now by wearing a hat. And having some hang time, but really underneath the hat, girl, it's a hot mess. But ain't nobody know that. How about you? You, you just told them. <laughs> no, see, but I conducted my whole day without other people knowing. Mm, okay. So that I did it. I won. I won. And I might not do my hair tonight. And they still won't know. Okay. Because this okay. episode won't go up for a few days anyway. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I am Aisha McGowan. And... I am determined to continue to have a good day. There you go. <laughs> Sometimes you got to say it out loud. I'm having what a good day. Was, I declared this morning that it was going to be a good day. And then uh-huh. we were on our way into the city and our tire was completely flat on our car. And I was like, not today, Satan. No. Wait, isn't it nine o'clock at night where you are right now? Mm-hmm. And you're still trying to have a good day? day? <laughs> yes. Okay, I want a full good day. Yes. A good full day. It's been, okay. you know, after that, it was pretty okay. It was, mm-hmm. it picked it up, it picked it up, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. want it to be good. You know, I want the, the day to, you get what I'm trying to say. See, this is why I don't drive. See, if the bus get a flat, I just get on no, the next Ari, one. You don't drive because you've <laughs> never taken your driver's license exam. One of those, one of these days. One of these days. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Thank you um, for the driving lessons, by the way. Thanks for the group on. Yeah, thanks for using them. Oh, wait. <laughs> you did not. Okay. The, uh, the value never expires. <laughs> no. Right. Okay. Okay. So this week for Yas Queen. Yas. I have chosen the Nigerian bobsled team because they just became the country's first athletes to reach the Winter Olympics. Nigeria. Really? Nigeria well, in the well, Winter I guess Olympics. I'm not surprised that they're the first athletes in the country. How about the continent? Have there been other African nations 
that have been in the bobsled, like in the in the Winter Olympics for bobsledding? I mean, we all watch Cool Runnings, of course. But you, that was Jamaica, though, and yeah, I'm just saying, like we see black people. But was that based on a real thing? Like, was there really? Jamaican I don't. Bobsled team? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We can we can ask the internet though. The internet knows stuff. But like, but, like is there been any other African nation that has African nation? Bobsled. Well, why are you looking that up? Why in the world does it cost seventy five thousand dollars? Sure. For an Olympic bid, that's what they were nope. like. You, when nope. I mentioned it, you were like, "Oh, nope. hasn't this happened already?" No, they nope. came up last year because they were trying to fundraise for their Olympic bid, seventy-five thousand dollars. Nah, yo, just to yeah. just to apply, just to show up. Like that's like a college application, but like so, I mean, I don't know how it works. So if you do the seventy-five thousand, is that just like? We want to get in, or does that cover like we want to get in? And if we get in, it's gonna cover everything else too. Like, wait, and is that the team or is that per individual? I think it's for the team, but like, I don't know, you know, what that covers. Mm. That's what that's my like. Does that cover my hotel if I'm making it to the Olympics? Right? Do I have to raise another amount of money to get that room and board? Do I get some meals? Do I at least get some, you know, some buttered bread? Shit, damn. Like anything, like what comes with <laughs> more than just some folks looking at my entry and being like, all right, we let you in. <laughs> like, oh. And also, this brings me to my next question. If it don't work out, do you get your $75,000 back? I am <laughs> pretty certain there's no, there are no refunds. And that's just for three people. So imagine like how much it is to send like full on teams. Yeah, of- I ain't with it. I ain't with it. Oh my God. Moving okay. on. Moving on. Um, the internet was like, what are you talking about? And bus how people have searched for African bobsled team movie. They were Jamaican. Moving oh, on. Not the same place. <laughs> but they was dark skin. So they thought they had thought, mm-hmm. you know, at first, but then anyway. I mean, maybe we all originally came from there. <laughs> Stop stretching for the people. Stop but, it. Stop it. <laughs> well, I was talking to I was talking to my husband Will about how some people truly believe that Drake is Jamaican. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> Mr. O Canada? Really? I mean, I mean he, not to say that people in Canada a, of Jamaican descent. He could be a Jamaican national, but he is not. <laughs> that, is, that is the point. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint, folks. He is not Jamaican. But he, you know, he's been, he's been singing. Why do they think that? Because of his latest? Because of his, because of his songs. Is that appropriation? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it is because, like, I like, yeah, I feel like, oh, yeah, his daddy's turn- American and his mom was a European Jew, so <laughs> I mean, unless his grandpa, like, maybe his grandpa Jamaican or something. And I'm not just, I'm not saying that only Jamaicans can do but, reggae, but like, I'm saying only Jamaicans can do reggae. Oh, he has a Trini father? Wait, I've seen I'm seeing too many different things on the internet. Who's your daddy, Drake? Who's your daddy? <laughs> Will the real mm. Mr. Drake please stand up? <sighs> yeah. Oh. 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 I wanted to share something. Ooh, maybe we can do yeah. a segment in the future about this. But in the meantime, because I feel like it's always important to share with folks, we don't know everything. When we know better, we do better. So last week, 
I forgot what the context was, but I wanted to respond to someone by saying, oh, but they gypped me. But oh, I so know, I know that that is culturally offensive because I know better. So I paused. I didn't say it, but then he said it. And no. I was like, but, 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 but. And I was like, hey, friend, mm. bus how? That is culturally offensive because this relates to people that were, you know, referred to as gypsies and how they would essentially not give you all that you were due to have. And, you know, that's what was thought of them. Stereotype, yeah. And it was a stereotype. And so that he was like, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Well, I won't use that anymore. And then we moved on. Look at how easy that can be. Look at how easy. Yeah, he, speak up. I'm just saying, I think millennials know how to do that. And we need to have a, an episode about this in the future, about how, you know, when we know better, we do better. But then sometimes it can be a little, it can be a bit much to know what all the, what do you call it? Like all the little acronyms and such are. But the point is, it can be something as simple as that. Like, you know better, you do better. Like, shit, my bad. I won't say that yeah. again. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. All right. So... <clears throat> This week's discussion topic, we wanted to talk to y'all about Buy Black in honor of Black Friday, Buy Black on Black Friday. Um, mm-hmm. And it is, it's just important to support Black commerce because there are different cultures that are really good about supporting each other and like keeping it in the community and there are little pockets around the country of black folks that still do that, but it's not what it should be. It's not where it needs to be. But I mean, um, we know that there are instances in history where we have attempted, we as a, like a black people have attempted to do that. And then like bombs show up and they're like, nah, y'all are, y'all are too, uni- yeah, literally y'all are too unified. <laughs> I think, yeah, it is important to talk about this because Yes, it's Black Friday. A bunch of fools are going to go out there and stomp on each other and kill one another so they can get like a $5 television. Side but- note, guys, it is 2017. <laughs> After Black Friday comes Cyber Monday. There are very few things that you cannot get on the internet. If you just need to go to one of them big stores and wait in line and miss Thanksgiving dinner because you've been lined up since, somebody's been lined up somewhere since last Friday. I heard it on the radio. I was very confused. No. What are they going to get? But what are they going to get? I want to know. What are they getting? I don't know. There's no deal that would make me sit in front of a store for a whole week. Unless they was like, we go pay your student loans. <laughs> See, but this is what I'm saying. Like, if they've been in line since last week, let's let's say it was since Friday. And they're going to be in line for seven days. It's at least oh, five working days. Me and my little tent would be out there. Five working days, though? <laughs> Like you losing all this money, you need to consider that a part of the expense, the money you so called for student loans. If they if they said no, if you said ain't me, nobody in line for no student loans because we would have been there together, girl. No, that's not what I'm talking about here. This college dropout has college loans. Yes, Jesus help us all. The point is, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of worth it. A house? I don't like. What can they be giving? Them? <laughs> People are willing to money. Stay you giving me money. You giving me some stocks. You giving me some sort of form of shit. I, was, I might be standing in line for some bitcoins. Shit, because they's worth a lot of money now. 
Okay. But they need okay. to be a lot. Cyber currency. Okay. All right. Wait. Focusing. Going back to, to yeah. black commerce. So the speaking of, of that, the bombs. Okay. So let's start back from slavery because we're going to say that before that point, we did not have control of our own commerce because we were the commerce in the United States of America. In the United States of America, which is what we're basing all of this yes. on. Mm. We're buying black in the United States of America right now. So if we were the commerce, then we obviously didn't have buying power. Nah, nah. So once we were no longer up for sale, mm -hmm. we had to build our own communities. Word. Right? Because they weren't, they, they actually reneged and they didn't give us our 40 acres and that mule. So still waiting, still waiting still for 40 acres and a mule. <laughs> was it 40? Yeah, it was Who 40. Who promised that to us? It was 40. Because that's the production company from the Wayans. But Oh, promised right. that. I don't even remember. Like, who promised that all the black folks, all the like free slaves would get 40 acres of a mule? Focus, Aisha, focus. I'm gonna look I am it. focused. I'm trying to figure out whose door we need to lock on, who, <laughs> whose door we need to knock on, whose relatives we need to bother. Like, <laughs> granddaddy said. <laughs> uh, it just says, a phrase echoed through the South in the aftermath of the Civil War, asserting the right of newly freed African Americans to redistributed lands particularly those plantations confiscated by U.S. troops as compensation for unpaid labor. But who said it, though? I don't know. Either way, we didn't get it. And so we were forced to build our own thing from whatever. And even though slavery was over, we were still very much not allowed, let's use that word, allowed to use all the same services as the white folks. Correct. And we weren't even a whole, because we weren't a whole person. So during segregation, believe it or not, black commerce was stronger. Oh yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> we were forced to have our own communities and our own business, place of businesses to shop and our own mm -hmm. schools and our own everything. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, you know, they would come in and, and mess some stuff up and, you know, make sure that we didn't succeed too much. Oh, like was Black threat. Wall Street. Um, mm -hmm. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we were on and popping like we do, because we melanated and we popping. But but like seriously though, we also had you know commerce going, and it was you know a called Little Africa. It was a black mecca, according to this Ebony article that I read at least. Um, and that went on for let's see quite some time and then it was oh it was in the 20s excuse me it was burned to the ground beginning in 1921 um and it was actually greenwood oklahoma which is a suburb of tulsa by the way folks if we say something that ain't right please feel free slide to in our dm yeah. <laughs> call us out let's continue the conversation we're just sharing the the little bits and pieces we know because we want to continue the conversation so... with you Jason Marshall, our you know our good friend Jason Marshall, he would be very upset if we did not mention Seneca Village. Girl, you know, Central you know Park though. Central Park though. Mm -hmm. When I learned that, well, exactly. What exactly. Central Park? Exactly. There weren't no Central Park. They, they had to that. displace. And where did they build it? Where did they build it? On top of my black people. Well, not on top of. The, well, you know what? I don't know. But the point is. <laughs> I don't know. They displaced people, like communities, churches, homes, businesses, in order to have Central Park be 
this perfectly lined manicured space for the white people um yeah that's that's bonkers and that was wait back in the 1800s yeah i think it happened in what 1857 uh let's see yeah. seneca village existed from 1825 through 1857 when it was destroyed for the construction of central park yep that's a very mess. significant community of african-american property owners property owners mm -hmm. owners because yes. remember how we weren't allowed to own things and then we started owning things this is one of those times and they were like nah nah we can't have that and it's nah, super frustrating because it's like all right pick yourself up by the bootstraps and every time you do that they take it away they take like my nigga you just took my boots you just took my boots they took the boots they were like you took my tims though come on side can were i like, get a dead ass can I get you, a you got real good at this, but let's see how well you walk without these shoes. And it's like, it's really refreshing because like a lot of, or most black folks, they don't have generational wealth because they haven't been given the opportunity to develop it. And wait, wait. All right. All right. See, I have feelings about this. However, about generational that's wealth? It about generational wealth, because I definitely okay. want to, I mean, because I love my mama. Thanks, Ma. You gave me foundation. And now mm -hmm. I'm going to rise up and help okay, the rest okay. of the future generations okay. and so forth. Um, but, and I don't know, maybe it also comes from a, a different perspective because I'm a first generation American. And so, you know, generational wealth is not something that my mother brought with her. No, of course not. But it does, I guess I'm curious to hear from you why you think generational wealth has been such a struggle for African-Americans in this country. Well, I mean, that's kind of the point. If you're a first generation American, that means that your ancestors were not here mm -hmm. for in a very extended period of time to plant roots and build generational wealth. Whereas mm -hmm. my ancestors have been here since they drug our behinds over here. Word. And yet we weren't given the opportunity to continue to, con to construct and build on top of the things that we already had. Now, on my mom's side, my grandparents are landowners. Mm -hmm. And that is like, for me, that is like the closest to generational wealth that I have. And I think it's a pretty big deal because they own quite a bit of land. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, they're the type that of folks that were, were born, live, and you know, my grandpa died pretty much in the same proximity from where he started. Mm -hmm. My mom started in the same place. Like they, they planted roots and they stayed there and they still own it. And that's a big deal. Heck yeah. But for those people like the folks in Seneca Village and in Tulsa at mm, you know, Black Wall Street, mm -hmm. that was taken away. And it's not because they didn't build it. It was because someone decided to take it from them because they didn't want them to have it. And there's this fear that if Black people have too much power and they have too much control, then they're going to take over the white folks. Speaking of which... Take over white folks? Yes, tell me more. Topic, but... I don't know if you heard, but Charles Manson died. <clears throat> yes, last night, 83 year old, right. yeah. So I got sucked into reading this New York Times article because full disclosure, I didn't know very much about Charles Manson. This man was crazy. 
see. Like, I knew he was crazy, but my Oh, okay, I'm like, I don't know much about him, but I do know okay. he was crazy. So, he was also very racist, and that was his whole thing. So, oh, I didn't know that. He went to jail. Wait, so, he only killed black people or people? No, no, no. Okay. He was, again, crazy. So, his logic didn't really add up too well. Mm. But he had this theory called Helter Skelter where he thought that eventually, which I don't disagree with, eventually black folks would, you know, overtake the white population at some point. Well, yeah, sure. said, Oh, but then there's more. But then they would need guidance. And then they would look to the- I'm sorry, they? The black mm-hmm. people? The blacks. They would need guidance mm-hmm. and they would look to the mm-hmm. Manson family to lead them. Okay. So <laughs> somewhere along the line, I don't know why, but he decided he was going to send his family, because that's what he called these crazy people that were following him, his family out to kill some folks. And apparently, I didn't know this either, but the first group of, you know, in the big murders that he was went, went away for forever, the first group was at the house of Roman Polanski. And he killed Roman Polanski. They killed Roman Polanski's wife and whoever else was in the house. And homegirl was pregnant. And then the next mm-hmm. night, they went and killed a bunch of other folks in another house. Um, but what they did is they wrote pig and um, helter skelter in blood to make it look like it was Ooh. black folks, like black militants. Wow. That, that so he's, he's trying to frame. Yeah. Wow. He's trying to frame, like, isn't that some twisted nonsense? Anyway, they would have gotten away with it, except one of them got locked up for another murder that was unrelated and was bragging about it in prison. Was bragging about those murders in prison, and then they got caught. Ain't that a mess? Wow. I did not know that Charles Manson was one racist and then he also tried to frame black folk or at least Crazy. during his trial this man carved an x in his in, on on his forehead and then some of his followers did the same and then he later turned the x into a swastika so that man for the rest of his life had an x carved into his or a swastika carved on his forehead oh wait did you ever have you ever watched shameless on netflix no, i'm not girl there is a child he must be like a little eight-year-old little chubby oh, child no. what did he do and, so Without getting into it, he ends up in jail, right? And eight? Oh lord! Yes, this eight-year-old child ends up in jail, and then the, in juvenile. What is it called when the, the little? Yeah, the little in, he was in juvie. Okay, go. Ju- he was in juvie. There we go. Like the juvenile detention center. He was in juvie, and so then the white supremacists took him under his wing because you know he needed protection. Oh, no lord! And they put Jesus. a swastika. Was he white? Wait, was he white? Oh, bright white. Okay. And they put, a, they put a swastika on his forehead. And then when he got out of jail, they were like, nah, 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 nah. You can't be walking around. Mind you, they live in Chicago. So Wait, you they, can't ca- they carved it on his forehead? They carved it on his forehead. Oh, um, Jesus. And then he got out of jail, out of juvie. And his, I think his aunt or his mama was like, nah, baby, you can't be walking around with a swastika on your forehead, especially not in Chicago. And so then they turned it into a square. <laughs> So okay. The boy, boy has four squares on his forehead. Anyway, I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. But imagine though, that shit would be crap. I just never imagined that somebody could top the it's a knife thing for me. <laughs> like it it, it, it it was a swastika. Like that's bad. Yeah. Like why you got a cloth on your forehead? <laughs> it's a knife. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's not. Oh, we gotta talk I, about religion. That's oh my god, we that makes you think of Ash Wednesday. That makes you think of Ash Wednesday. D? No, Wednesday. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. I get really confused every year. Like, why do people got smudge on it? <laughs> you got some dirt on your forehead, miss. You want me to give you a baby wipe for that? 
Let me not. Let me not pretend like I wasn't raised Catholic oh, and didn't have to sit on my forehead for back several to, Back years. to the topic of buying black. The Indian communities and like... Excuse me, all beauty supply stores are owned by Koreans. Hello. Hello. Mm, they right. in my neighborhood. Well, not in my neighborhood. Because but that's just I another... Know, you know, that's, uh, that's just proves the point that we don't necessarily make the things that we need to support our own. Other mm. people come in because they know what we're trying to buy and then they sell it to us. Yo! And we we put our money in their communities. Them, them Korean folks, as far as I know, are not buying that stuff. They're not buying those beauty products because they are black beauty products. Yes, they are. They, they ain't trying to put, they no, they ain't put a quick weave in their hand. They ain't going for that. They ain't got they no use of blue magic. They ain't going to get no yakky braid, 1B. They don't need none of that. No, no they no, they come into our communities and we we we, we welcome them because they yeah, have we the embrace them. I mean, you go yeah. into any black neighborhood, or at this point, many of them are formerly black. Hello, gentrification. Um, and you'll find everyone has set up shop in the neighborhood, whether it's the Korean beauty supply store, the Chinese restaurants, the I don't know what the descent of Asia is for the nail salons. I don't know if that's like some sort of monopoly situation that's going on there. I but I feel like a lot of those folks are usually Korean and Vietnamese, no? I don't know. I know that, no, I'm not gonna say that out loud. Um, a lot of these delis, um, not the same as the bodega, but a lot of these delis are owned by folks of Middle Eastern or Indian descent. As a matter of fact, there was one in my, not my neighborhood, but one in Little Italy that I think is still there in the Bronx that's mm -hmm. called Habibis. And I was like, what? Because that was a way that folks would refer to that, to people of Asian descent, like Indian, Asian, Middle, Middle it's Eastern. It's not necessarily a kind thing. But it's, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't being said, yeah. exactly. But then I learned Habibi means friend. And I was like, say a word. Or at least that's what I was told. I can ask the internet. I'm a, yeah, I'm but to me that almost feels like when you like. Yes, yes. Call I like agree. someone who speaks Spanish, amigo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly, it sounded, it's ex or someone calling someone's store Julio's. You know what? That was not my fault. <laughs> I did can not. You get a share? Did not, I did not know, okay? And as soon as I knew better, I did better. You can't right, share so basically, with when I was growing up, my dad owned a black business. Um, his father owned that business as well, and I did not choose to continue. Either way, when I was growing up, um, I spent a lot of time in this at this store. It was called Mr. Max Clothes for Less because our last name is McGowan, so he was Mr. Mac. And across the street, there was what y'all call a bodega, but my dad called it Julio's. And I just always assumed it was called I'm Julio's. sorry, who you, who you saying y'all? What y'all would call a bodega? Who you talking to, BK, y'all? Everybody but my dad. <laughs> oh, all right, please continue. <laughs> sorry, I'm being extra. He grew up in New Jersey. We ain't got bodegas in New Jersey either. Let's Fair be enough. real. So, well, not my part of New Jersey. So he called it Julio's, but y'all, everyone else I know refers to it as a bodega or like a corner store or something like that. Um, um, so yeah, so I thought it was just run by a dude named Julio. Like that is what I- Fair assumed. enough, that's what I would've thought. And I was just like, all right, like whenever I wanted a snack, cause you know, they had like moon pies, vanilla wafers, like all that stuff. <laughs> I'll go across the street and get my snack, my, my chips, my 25 cent bag of chips, whatever I needed from Julio's, oh, I'm going to Julio's. Come to find out, ain't nobody in that store named Julio. 
racist, racist. And my dad was just referring to him as Julio because he was somewhat resembling of the man on Sanford and Son who was named oh. Julio. Oh no, it gets worse. Oh, I didn't tell you that part? No. <laughs> but now we know better, so we do better. So we, we don't do call better. it Julio's no more, no. How, were you an adult when you finally realized that his name was not, that no one in there was named Julio? I don't remember when I had the revelation. I don't remember how I found out. And I feel like for me to have made that connection, I would have had to learn it from from him or from some, you know, like how would mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. either way. Um, yeah, not a shiny moment. I mean, so, going back to generational wealth, because I even think, it, I think about the fact that like, your father was a business owner as was his father. And you yeah. grew up, um, most of your childhood was in a two-parent household. Um, I always had two parents. I didn't necessarily have a two-parent household. <laughs> fair enough. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, um, yeah. But, I mean, of course, how much more difficult would it have been for, in particular, I would say, let's say your mom wanted to own her own business, if she was an unwedded mother um, because so many of our own people are in single parent households and generational wealth in general, just, you know, regardless of the color of your skin, there's a correlation between people's generational wealth and them being married, them having graduated high school. Um, oh, there were about two or three other points that correlate with having generational wealth in your family. But these are not things that, or unfortunately, these are things that, you know, graduating from high school. Yeah, and having, I don't, my and grandma having a in my lifetime, so. Yeah, that's your grandma. See, but my, these are things that are made. Were the, was the first to go to college for her. Lineage. See, and these are things that are made that much more difficult if you are black, because I mean, Graduating high school, shit, I hope you don't go to jail first. That kind of a thing. Like, because especially oh, if you're a black man in this country, like yeah. exactly. So it's just like, I guess I'm thinking about what the obstacles are to building generational wealth in this country. And you it's not to say that, of course. That. Right? Right? And it's not that we can't, of course, make it happen, but it's like it's as hard. we already know, but to, to for the people in the back. It's just that much harder because you need to do 10 times more. You need to show up. Oh, 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 oh. See, I'm very passionate when it comes to personal finance. And I remember, so when I used to work at the YMCA back in the back in the back in the back of the day, one of my responsibilities for one of my job titles there was processing financial assistance applications. And the reason I bring this up is because as people would give us financial assistance or apply for financial assistance for either memberships or for summer camps so that their children could attend summer camp. And in order to qualify, you had to show your tax return along with your uh, expenses. Now, generally, you would show your necessary expenses, like your utilities. But every so often, someone would bring their like bill from Zales, the diamond store, um, their credit card bills that would just show you like where they had been shopping, like, you know, Best Buy, this, that, the third. And mind you, at this point, I'm going to say I was like maybe 22 years old. And 
this is an example of no better, do better. I would get so angry. And not to say that I wouldn't still be upset now, but I'm more understanding as to how this happened. I would be so upset at the fact that this person is here dead ass asking for financial assistance when clearly they had money to go and spend to buy some diamonds, to buy some Jordans, to go buy a new television, but yet you can't, don't have the money to put your child in summer camp, which is a necessity so that you can go to work kind of a thing. But then you think about the fact that, because this was also in the Bronx, um, a lot of these folks lived in that neighborhood, which is the Castle Hill neighborhood of the Bronx, which is impoverished as are you know lots of other areas in this country. But the point is, the point being, the same way there's so-called generational wealth, or not so-called, but generational wealth, there's also generational poverty. That mm -hmm. whole mindset mm -hmm. where you recognize that shit, if I live in the projects, let's say, if I live in public housing, or if I have section eight, or if I'm on welfare, so these different forms of public assistance, in order for me to continue to have this, I can only make but so much money. Because if I make more than, and now I'm just making up numbers, if I make more than $20,000 a year, I'm no longer gonna qualify for my food stamps. And so then that means I need to now spend those $300 a month out of my own pocket because now I'm making, say, $21,000 a year. And now I need to spend that extra money, so-called, on, uh, sorry, the point being, there is a line that you try not to cross so that you can still qualify for public assistance because you know that in order to get beyond that line, you need to go leaps and bounds to still be able to afford to live where you want to live in your own city. And this is pre-gentrification, if you will. All of this is to say the system, the system, the man, the system is set up in such a way where you can't just take one step forward. You need to take a huge leap forward so that not only are you not making, say, $20,000, you need to be making $50,000. So you go from 20 to 50, because if you're only making $35,000, then this means you no longer qualify for any of this public assistance, but now your expenses have increased dramatically. So anytime you thought you were gonna have money to you know, put towards a retirement, put towards invest investing, put towards paying down your debt, you no longer can because now this is a part of your um, your living expenses. So again, it's generational poverty, if you will, in that there's this mindset like, shit, I can't make more than this. Otherwise, I have to go all the way up there to this $50,000 job, which for a lot of folks doesn't seem attainable because yeah. mm -mm. it's... You well, might not know even a lot of entry level position these days. You have to have a college degree, and like some of these people want like twenty years in experience and a master's degree, like for a job where that pays you like ten dollars an hour. Yeah, <laughs> like a thirty thousand dollar a year job or twenty. And don't try and go to no nonprofit and get no money. Oh no no no. <laughs> My no, yeah, not. I know the nonprofit life. I mean, I've def I definitely have been fortunate in many ways. I'll say. Um, cause I sort of did things backwards. I had a career before I attended college, but it, it definitely let me see things from a different perspective, like seeing all these people's incomes and being like, wow, how are you supporting a family of four and you only make say $25,000 and yet you have a credit card to Best Buy and you just bought like a 50 inch television. And it's like, wait, what? 
but and that's a whole nother thing. I mean, this is a, an episode about money, but we're not necessarily talking about like credit and debt and things of that sort. But that's just another way to be what's that saying? The slave, no, the bar the borrower is slave to the lender. In that if you have a credit card, you now you work to pay that credit card off. Like assuming you have debt on it, right? Um slave yeah that's not a word i say too often out of you know when i'm not just talking about black people um but the point is it's really frustrating to see this and i am certainly empathetic to that situation but i also grew up in a household where after my father left our house and i was like four or five six sometime in that time so that time period that was the only time where we were on public assistance single parent household and my mother busted her ass, worked two full-time jobs in order for me to be able to, because for her, she didn't want us to be on public assistance. And for us to get out of that system, that meant she had to have two full-time jobs, which meant I had to sleep in my auntie's house from Sunday through Thursday. I slept in my other auntie's house on Friday. And the only day I, I stood with my own mom was on Saturdays. And I would only see my mom for an hour between both of her jobs between Monday and Friday because my aunt lived across the street from my school. So it just made more sense for me to stay in my aunt's house. And that's the kind of shit you need to do in order to get out of the so-called system for public assistance, because you need to be making a lot more money to get out of that. And she didn't want to be on public assistance just because my father left. She was like, well then fuck this. This means I need to make more money. Um, Can I imagine your mom saying that? <laughs> <laughs> she said it with a thicker accent. Um, there was a lot of Spanish involved. <laughs> um, but the point is, that's what we, you know, that's what we wind up with, you know, in these single parent households where in this case, this was, my father was not incarcerated, but so many kids, parents were, or fathers in particular are incarcerated living in a single parent household. And there we have, you know, the kid, the children who are, what do they call them? Latchkey kids where you're like I was nine kid. years old. Yeah. Nine years old. You have the key to the house. You get home, you know, your microwave dinner is ready or whatever. You know, actually my mother had cooked the meal the night before moving on. Um, but yeah, that's why we have a whole bunch of latchkey kids, parents who are not able necessarily to, you know, be entrepreneurs because they're just trying to. And that is such a risk. Latchkey kids. Cause yeah. it could go either way. Like you could either end up doing the right thing or doing the wrong thing and your parents aren't around enough to know. Yeah, it could definitely go, yeah, that's that opens the door to a whole bunch of other things. There were rules, I remember that was a day when we, those were the days pre-caller ID or when caller ID was being introduced. So when my mother would call the house, she would call once, let the phone ring twice, hang up and then call again. And that's how I knew that it was my mother calling. And I'm not really sure where I was going with that, but I'm just saying that was like the introduction of pre-caller ID times. That's, That's quite the system. Oh yeah, we had a system. We had a system. Good looking out, Ma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. All right. Well, it's Black Ooh. Friday coming up. <laughs> yeah. Who we do you plan on spending your black money with? Yeah, I don't remember. I spending no black money. I ain't spending a dime. I'm giving thoughts and prayers for Christmas this year. We talked about this. I have nothing <laughs> well, to give. Well, that's right. I asked you last week. Are we going to exchange gifts thoughts or well wishes? And <laughs> prayers. Yes. Thoughts and prayers. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I'm giving Shoot. out. I might even have a Christmas card I can send out. There might be mm. one. I Those got stamps. 
I still have stamps and some old Christmas calls that I've had for a while, so I might be, might yeah. be using those. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got some nephews. Maybe they'll make some, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you think... How Well, I guess, folks, not everybody is a part of Broke by Broke, as we are at this time. Um, I, I'm, I'm budgeting. I'm budgeting. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like... I've always been the type of person that likes to be more thoughtful in my gift giving anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't usually like buying big box items and like things from bigger stores to begin with. And so mm-hmm. that makes it a little easier mm-hmm. for me. Um, but I never have taken the initiative in my gift shopping to exclusively support black businesses. And that is something mm-hmm. that I want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do feel like being here in, in Atlanta, it'll be much easier than it would have been in um, where I lived in California. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you were to download the official Black Wall Street app, as I have recently, your phone, and you wait, do you have the notifications on? Because I, I imagine do. for you, like every five seconds is like Black business, Black business. Well, see, they keep telling me about the same Black business because um, I think I'm closest to this one particular mm-hmm. um business have you been there i have not i have not i haven't been to the ones that it's telling me about because i don't believe them yet i need to research these businesses because i'm in white landia oh although i did go to oh she should be my yas queen she will who's this I do not remember her name. However, she's well, the person who did my, <laughs> she, she did my hair. Um, and she has her own business. She has a beauty, uh, a beauty salon. And she braided my hair. May I just say, because first I want to give praise, if you will, to mm-hmm. folks that are doing it correctly. And she is certainly a fine example. It's called Revelations Hair Design here in okay. Portland. Um, in North or Northeast Portland. And first of all, I could schedule my appointment online. Much appreciated because it is 2017. It sure is. Secondly, I showed up for my appointment a few minutes early. And guess what? My appointment started on time. She was ready? She was ready for me. A hairdresser that is ready for you. Like, this is the thing. Okay. All right. So I was also surprised. I brought puzzles just in case. I brought a crossword puzzle book just in case I had to and wait. a snack? Did you bring a snack? Like, well, I oh had several God. snacks. You I refuse to go to the hair salon <laughs> ever again. And that's why I accidentally messed up my own haircut last time I did it. Mm, mm. Still not regretting not going to the hair salon. <laughs> Is that why you have a top knot? Is that a part of the... No, I, I was trying something new today. I like your top yeah. knot, though. Mm-hmm. I, I see that. <laughs> I do! <laughs> but like every time I go to the hair salon, I'm there all day long because this person is working on like five different heads mm-hmm. and eating eating a meal because she ain't had time because she's working on five different heads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, and even the barbershop is like that. Like if Will has to go to the barbershop, it takes forever. Oh, well, but that's what, cutting like, hair recently. see, but that's the thing though. Paid for that's what's up. That's the it thing. Is. Like, I feel like for whatever reason, like we want, and by we, I mean black people, people of color. Um, for some reason, we struggle to meet the expectations we have of others when it comes to owning our own businesses. Because I've also had negative experiences that I will not speak about, but similar to yours, you know, you go to the hair salon 
and your appointment's for three, your hairdresser don't call you to like three forty five or they leave you under the dryer forever. Like yo, heat damage is real. Don't be keeping me under this dryer. Like I'm done. No, 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 not turning off for a couple. No, no. I ain't about the clothes that you have in the laundromat. You just put another quarter. No, my head is hot. I want to go home. I'm tired of being here. But then on the other side, on the other end of that, like, cause I have been trying to buy black more often for just anything. Um, mm-hmm. But the way my bank account is set up, I can't do that um, in that. And I think I've said this before. I feel like buying black is like trying to buy organic food. Like, why is this so expensive? This is just a t-shirt. This is just a t-shirt, a glitting ass t-shirt. Them shits ain't even soft. Why does this cost $47? I'm not paying $47 for that bum ass t-shirt. Like, no, no, no. What I look like to you? Like, I wanted to buy stickers. Is this <laughs> you, am I, am I like, that's how I, support I can support you, with you with some other with a sticker? No, but like, dead ass though. Like, I wanted to buy this. Um, I think I told you about this mouthwash I wanted to buy, and it was like $30 for a for bottle. Aisha, I'm sorry. Is it does it come with a dentist? Like, <laughs> you get a dentist appointment, <laughs> a dentist in the bottle, just like a genie. No. Aisha, why was the why was the mouthwash thirty dollars? Thirty dollars, and that didn't even include the shipping. Come on, son. No, like what I look like. Like, mind you, I don't buy one of the big brand type mouthwashes anymore. But the man who there is a white man's name on my my mouthwash, I'll tell you that. I wanted to be a black man's name, but the black man was too expensive. I don't got that kind of money. I can't do that. I can't do that. Mind you, I, I admit that I'm a little granola-like. I like my little natural toothpaste, my little natural deodorants, my little natural this, my little natural that. I will buy something that is not necessarily natural if a black woman or man made it. But not if it's 30 hours. <laughs> but stick a, for some mouthwash. Better kiss my... Mm, <laughs> Laura. Mm, listen, listen. So I feel like we need to do better. <laughs> we need to do better together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm with As it. As in, we need to... I meet you need to form or a better black business bureau. You got they have the better business bureau. Wait, is that it? A website we might need to Aisha. Laura. Do we need to buy that? Do we need to buy that? <laughs> Let me see. Does it exist? Oh, you want it? Okay. Spot it. No, no, go. You keep going. Because if they don't, <sighs> yeah. we, we might need to we might put some money on that. What's that? GoDaddy? You might need a GoDaddy that. The better the better black business bureau. Oh, it's coming up in the, is it a thing? A listing of black owned businesses with <gasps> that. Oh, yay. Okay, that's awesome. Um, um, so that's yeah. a resource to share with folks. I mean, we have yeah. obviously not used it. Blackbusinessbureau.com. That's what's um, up. Well, there's another one, webuyblack.com, which I believe it only charges you if you are a black business and you want to be on their listing, uh, but you can purchase either directly off their website as a consumer, or you can go directly to, you know, the different brands' um, websites and purchase from them directly. But the point, because I think there might be like an upcharge. Anyway, the point is, um, and then we mentioned already the official Black Wall Street app, which if you have your notifications on, and if you let it know where your location is, 
it will let you know when you are within a certain proximity of a black owned business. Well, I am very close to a black owned plumber and plumbing and installation service. So good to know. Thanksgiving is Bye. coming up. No, so if not. anybody gets back wow. up, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know who to call. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm just okay. I mean, I, you know, I know who to call. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, I haven't been here for very long, but I do frequent the Aztec Cycles. It's a bike shop run mm -hmm. by some really great folks, and it is a Black-owned business. And I, Why is it called Aztec Cycles if they Black? That I'm not sure, to be honest with you, and that is something I will ask Chris, okay. who owns it with his wife. Um, is she... Is she an Aztec? That I don't know. She's from London, mm. but I don't know I don't what they made it out there. I don't know what her actual nationality is because she like looks like she could be like Caribbean or something of that nature. But I have no idea what she like identifies as. To be honest, gotcha. with you. that is just me making a straight up assessment based mm -hmm. on. <laughs> some ignorant like what you look like she looked like yeah. she could be i understand that sure, sure. yeah like mm. yeah mm. but i have no idea so i'm not gonna say for sure yeah but she, she she's, she's because, a black woman because appropriation Passing. is real all right and everybody can like we we the black people although we cannot be racist we can appropriate others we can also be trying to suppress others all of this z what is it xenophobia no xena z yeah that's right Right? Yeah. Um, did we not all watch Insecure season two with the principal? Come on now. Come on now. He was. Mm, mm. I'm not talking to you because you still haven't seen Get Out as far as I know. Mm hmm. I think it's I saw I saw that someone's showing it for free now. And I was like, oh, Aisha's going to tell me she's going to ask me if I watch this. And I. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's 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 move on, friends. Let's let's move let's move on. I'm gonna watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. I've been watching Dragon Ball, and I'm up to Dragon Ball Z. I'm I'm going. Did you hear the person who does the voice of Bulma died? Oh, I haven't yeah. heard. Hmm. All right, we're way off topic. So let's wrap this up. Um, <laughs> what are your takeaways? Um, buy black, be black, spend black. What but, if they're not black? But, oh. <laughs> everybody can buy black money. I mean, every, every everybody can support a, a black business. You don't got to be black. No. Oh, well, and see, all right, let me also just clarify that for me, when I say you either black or you white, that's how I'm going to, so you, you either are, what is it, one drop, the one drop rule? So when I say black, I don't necessarily mean you're African American um, mm. or that you are of African descent, even although we all from the motherland, but you know what I mean. Even um, white folks is from the motherland at some point. They exactly. Just don't want to admit it yet. Yeah, except for that that Rose that Dozael woman. But see, she took um, it in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, she changed her I, name to something. But we, did she? Nope, not talking. Nope. Yeah, I'm, not, African. I'm not giving. I'm not giving her any more time. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. No more for her. The point is, so nope, she does black. <laughs> she can't find a job <laughs> and she's quite good at it okay i'm sorry go on <laughs> so my takeaways are oh rachel <laughs> i want to support more businesses more minority businesses in particular of people black people women 
black women in particular. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to buy from Becky, but that's not who I'm here for at this time. Um, so yeah, if on Black Friday, buy black, spend black money, ask the internet, who makes makeup? Who makes skincare products? Because there Fenty, are lots of them. Fenty. Although that's not black owned, I still recognize and appreciate and support that Rihanna has had part in making makeup more accessible to all the shades of the brown rainbow. Although she was here oh, for the light skin about when I tried to go buy foundation at Target and they had three shades of beige. <laughs> like, like, they're like, I can do yeah, something. Yeah, that. no, that's not, that's not going to work out for you though. That's not, that's not, that's not your shade. That's not your shade. Um, see, how, is, I'm she, here how is Fenty not black owned? It's not black owned. Rihanna don't own that. Who owns it? Somebody else. Like one of the like larger companies does, but that it has her name on it. That's not black owned. But, she owns, like, that's her line, but she don't own that. Oh, that's upsetting. I'm sorry. But Iman has a black business, uh, or rather her own makeup. Okay. Uh, there's another brand called Milani that is black owned. There's Black Opal. And I believe these are all drugstore brands. Mind you, I don't wear a lick of makeup, but I watch a lot of makeup videos. So I know this stuff. Um, the point is, if there's something you're interested in, like if you want to buy socks, made by a black person. Just Google it. I'm sure there's somebody black making black socks. And maybe they're not even making them. Maybe they say made in China, but at least you know it's supporting a black family. Hello, bottom socks. Thank you, internet. All right. Thank you, internet. How about you? What are your takeaways? I am not convinced that Fenty is not a thing on its own. All right, let me send you a video. Oh, there's a video? Yeah. Oh, that's so upsetting. Ugh. See, I never assumed that it was hers to begin with. I guess because so many, there are I, I, like they did a like really you, good job of making it. Seem I don't that feel way. like they tried to hide it by any means. I, I, I kind of, but like I, with like CoverGirl, like with the Queen line, like we know CoverGirl is not, you know, um, the Queen line is not by Queen Latifah or is not owned by Queen Latifah. I mean, the line is, but we know it's a bit a part of the bigger spectrum of CoverGirl, which definitely is not owned by Queen Latifah. What is her name? Oh, I, I'll send you the video and then we'll, we can share it with folks. But see, the thing is, I'm not even upset at that. I, I am still I think it's really great because it shows that all of these other folks have been sleeping on us. And mm -hmm. it also shows mm -hmm. that it shows our buying power because that Fenty was flying off the shelves Hell yes. because we were rejoicing rejoicing mm -hmm. because there were more than three shades of beige to choose <laughs> and, and that like, a lot of a lot of black women they have to like mix shades in order to find one that fits them like i have an olive undertone mm. like we're not all the same shade of black like or the same i think shade. i have a yellow undertone yeah i don't know and so there's different like hues and like whatever and you have all of these options if you're a white person because they have a whole ton of choices although even on that end of the spectrum she there was this because i watched like i said i watch a lot of makeup videos mm -hmm. um and i was watching the reviews for the fenty line there was this super paper white gal super like oh. like chalk, okay chalk. chalk oh word though <laughs> like super light skinned did it or but like like, you know, when someone's skin is almost so translucent, you can see like the veins, like she was that light skinned. And even so 
she found her shade with the Fenty line because it was on both sides of the spectrum and no one ever does that. But yeah, she was definitely here for all shades of black, brown, yellow, with your red undertones, a cool undertone, a yellow under. And all listen, of that. there's enough people in the world that you the can whole wide universe. What you saying? All these billions of people on the earth. You think some of the black ones want makeup too? What? Mm. Um, but I did want to give a shout out to Colin Kaepernick for. Yes. Um, he was named. Was it the GQ? something most community something or something or other that was great because he deserved that but i was excited about his fashion he yes. chose to support all black and women designers i think he said country. that i think he's he like he's de not demanded but i'll say that yeah he demanded that they he would only wear apparel that was made by black people and whoever did that fro, yes, I would too. <laughs> all them people, all them people you don't <laughs> did think he, that. You don't think he'd do that himself? I mean, it was just perfect, though. You're right, though. You're right. I wonder if they, like, airbrushed it a little bit. Like, if they... Um, maybe. They, you know, they like airbrushing hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> they usually taking the hair away, though. So, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Lord Jesus. And I also wanted to encourage people. Um, it's not black owned, but I don't know how to say their name, so I'm not going to butcher it. But the um, woman who wore hijab, the fencer. Yes. Um, has a, she has a Barbie now. She's a black woman. She has a Barbie mm. now. So I saw the Barbie. I felt oh, like it, it was a, good. I feel like it was a couple shades light. I'm, but it could have been the lighting. You know, lighting plays a big role in these things and photographs. I I would rather throw money at her because if she's looking to go into the Olympics next time, it's $75,000 to enter or whatever the case was that you mentioned earlier uh, during the episode. I, I mm, mm. Did you ever have a Kenya doll? Of course. Okay, I did not have a Kenya doll. I had the knockoff Kenya doll, but the doll was still black. <laughs> I did, however, beg Santa. Oh my God, I just had a memory. Okay, so full disclosure, I moved to Atlanta and I am currently sitting in my childhood bedroom, which I've now turned into my office. So I just had this flashback of waking up on Christmas morning because we would always wake up really, really early after not being mm -hmm. able to go to sleep and running into the living room and finding out that I actually gotten the thing I wanted for Christmas. And part of me now just laughs because I really wanted, there was this Ariel doll when you took, put her in the mm -hmm. tub, her like fin thing um, mm -hmm. changed colors and it had like jewels on it and it was really cool. Ooh. And if you squeezed her, it would sing the ah. Mm -hmm. Right, but she Sad girl. was black. <laughs> oh, wait, what? I had a black Ariel doll. I don't know what rock that found is that amazing. <laughs> I love that your mama was like, all right, we gonna get her that doll she want, but she gonna be black. Yeah, I, I didn't want the Kenya doll. I wanted Ariel doll. My cousin, Jasmine, I think she got a Kenya doll. That's what it was. Mm. But I, I actually I didn't have white dolls. I didn't have white dolls growing up. I remember once I my actually... grandma got me a California Dream Barbie and I was very confused. <laughs> like grandma white is all white <laughs> well i don't remember the colors of my dolls i remember my cousin got a kenya doll 
thought I got one. And I remember once, oh, let me not talk about that. It's a little traumatizing what we did to that doll. The point is, mm. um, she we had done eyes. She did. We just, someone tied her hair. Like there was a scavenger. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> the point is, I don't, like, I don't remember what my, I, I know I had a lot of white Barbie dolls. Um, but I remember most about playing with dolls as a kid was making their clothes. Like my aunt and my mom both sewed. Yeah. Um, seamstresses and like my aunt also then became like a professional who would um create like bedding and curtains and all that like she made my whole bedroom set and it was official tissue like it looked like it came out of blooming day official tissue okay um yeah, you, you never heard that official tissue come on no not at all anyway, anyway. all right so uh <laughs> i think i think i think we have exhausted this discussion topic i don't know if you actually, actually even talked about this discussion topic <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about we talked around we're talking, we're talking about something related so mm -hmm. that's that um if you have anything to add let us know like did you have a black ariel doll when you were little because i would love <laughs> to hear about that because i feel like i might have had the only one that actually when people take if you have a black doll would you share that with us because i want to see the different black dolls that exist Can right now all of that because i heard just would you share that with us? So whatever you say. Would you with. share your black dolls with us? Like whether they're like from back in your childhood or you getting one for your child. Like I'm wondering, like what does that look like now? Like do, are there more black dolls out there in the market? Are you going to get one for your child? Is that something that matters to you? White child, a black doll? Is that yeah. Like yeah. Like is that a thing? Is that a thing? Do we do that? Do we only buy things that look like us? I mean, you apparently looked more confused when you got a California dream girl that was white. Mm -hmm. I had a thing against Barbie to begin with. So oh, okay. there was that part. And then there was like, really, grandma? Like, what? Like, this was my grandma on my dad's side. My grandma on my mom's side would never have done that. She's like, grandma, <laughs> why? Like, what about me? Why? But this is the same woman. And I love my grandma. I really did. But this is the same woman that kept feeding me bologna sandwiches with the peppers in them. Oh, ew. Who likes the ones yes. with the peppers in? I complained every time. I don't even like bologna. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bearing with us, folks. It's been a while since we've recorded. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, okay. So. Thank you, Black Jesus. Um, I mean, I heard about this Betsy thing a while ago. I don't mm -hmm. know if she's going away. Did, did she go away? I don't think she did, but I need you to check out www.hairnah.com. That's H-A-I-R-N-A-H. -H. And I'm going to let you do it real quick, Laura. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're going to play with that. We're going to come back to it. And while you do that, I'm going to talk about 45. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, so this woman wrote an article for the Daily Beast. Like she was trying to interview Omarosa and what happened... <laughs> Well, she actually ended up following Omarosa oh, oh. around for the day at the White House in preparation for like her bridal shower luncheon or something. I don't know, but she came to the conclusion that she still has no idea what Omarosa does. So <laughs> my question is, what in the world does Omarosa do? What does she do? What is her, like, what is her, like, what is she responsible for? The I'm sorry, thing. I hear you, but I'm this game though. 
It's amazing. We won't thank him for it in a minute. I just needed you to play it. So Jeff Sessions, former, former attorney general, right? There were two videos that I saw this week about Jeff Sessions. The first one, it was with Representative Hakeem Jeffries. And he was asking Jeff Sessions about him just always saying, I don't recall, I can't remember, stuff like that whenever people mm -hmm. are asking him questions when he's mm -hmm. being interviewed in court. And then he he asked him, he's like, didn't you say that it is like if somebody is doing that deliberately, that they should be charged for lying under oath? And he was like, yeah, that's true. And then it came back around like, this is exactly so what you're doing. Like, <laughs> you know, like we're going to piece this together for you. Let's put this mirror in um, front of you. <laughs> right. And then there was a woman who was just asking him like, OK, so you got all this documentation about black extremists. You haven't had any like record of a black extremist in years, but you're not documenting white extremists. Why is this? And she was like, can you name any current black extremist groups? And he mm -hmm. could not. <laughs> so like, is it, I wonder if like you open, like I just imagine a manila folder and you open it and it's empty. It sounds <laughs> it's like entitled like black extremist. Good for the Republicans to pass around so that feel mm -hmm. like they're doing something. Um, okay, so I know we never talked about it because this is our first episode back in a while, but there were the three boys from the UCLA team, the basketball team, that they, when they were in China, these fools were over there stealing oh, yeah. items and they got arrested and they were being held in China and 45 intervened and now they're home. And then this fool started tweeting about how LeVar Ball is not appreciative of his efforts and he should have just left them in jail. Mm -hmm. He's a child. Um, so they, all three of them are black? I don't think so, but Leangelo is definitely black. Um, you know, he might could be. Yeah, he would be black. His mom is white and LeVar Ball is black. So it's, I've watched nine episodes of Ball in the Family. Um, I know, What's I know. What's going on? <laughs> I understand. Um, but <laughs> there's. The littlest one is Lamello. I love the, li the middle the one that was in China was Leangelo. Mm -hmm. They call him Jello. And then mm. the oldest one is Lonzo. Lonzo Ball. He's mm. the one that's on the Lakers and has the $500 shoe from Big Baller brand, which is his daddy. So they got Mello, Jello, and Lonzo. That's irrelevant. But either way, LeVar Ball makes it really, really hard to like him because he is such a cocky man. Mm -hmm. um, but for the president of the United States to care about what this man is saying is, it's not important. But we discovered that he's probably using it as a distraction from the fact that his Oklahoma campaign manager is pleading guilty for the sex trafficking of young boys. Oh my God. What? Yes. So it's like a diversion tactic. It's a mess. Like this whole administration is a mess i think oh, he is a mess. diversion tactic like he is a diversion tactic from i don't know what they're up to but it's not good and then you've got roy moore in alabama and the governor of alabama was like yeah you know what he's doing is bad but you know we're still going to support him because it's more important that we have a republican in the senate Get the f mm -hmm. <laughs> more important and then you have the local police being like yeah we all knew that he was a creeper but you know it was just a joke like oh an open joke like what is funny about that? yo this is not related to black yes it is um what do you think about the fact that all the white men are falling down right now because they're all like rapists and creepy and disgusting are they all, all the white? white people is that 
That's it. Oh, you have not noticed that they're all old white men? They are. I mean, they came for Bill a while ago. Yeah, which is where at first I was like, how was this related to? And then I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. okay. It started you know, with my Uncle Bill. I don't know. I'm frustrated with all of this because I don't feel like they're going after the people who matter. You know, like Roy Moore and our president. And, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> I think it's great that they're going after all of these Hollywood bigwigs, whatever. Kevin Spacey can eat dirt because... I don't care if you're gay. That is not an excuse for what you did. Yo, and yo, I was very, that. I was so angry at how he like. Yeah, don't on. use that because that paints them, that paints the gay community in a, such a negative light that they're Hell already yeah. trying to get out of mm -hmm, because people mm -hmm. will identify and relate homosexuality with perversion and you are confirming that for them with your foolery. Absolutely. Like you are giving them a receipt that is not actually real. You did not touch that little boy because you were gay. You touched that little boy because you were a pervert. That's what that exactly. was. Exactly. Because you're sicko. Sicko. Um, so don't do that. Like absolutely. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed House of Cards, but take it away. I don't need it. Yeah, seriously. I don't need to see how it continues. I'm good. I don't need it. Um so yeah, that's my thing for 45. Now we're just gonna go back to thank you, Black Jesus, to add some levity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What did you think of Paranah? Yo. I Could you want explain what Paranah is, Laura? It is real life. Um, <laughs> it is real life. <laughs> I don't know if there's like some copyright stuff going on in there. Ooh, and then she like had a little bit of a my side hair vibe going. So no. Paranah is a video game and I love it. It looks like an 80s, early 90s type video game because of all the pixels. You get to choose your skin tone and your hair, dude. I picked and your location. the third dark. I picked the third dark skin did it, girl. And I had Bantu knots. Yes, I did. And then all these white hands start coming for you, <laughs> trying to touch your head. You gotta hit the hands. Just swat it and away. That's how you gain more points. You gotta swat away. the hands. Like, and that's why it's hair not. Nah. Like, nah, yo, nah. Don't be like, touching don't touch, my don't, hair though. Nah, don't, touch. Don't, don't touch my hair. What? What? They, they that game is I need they, it to be an app on my phone. Yes, so that it's I, not very good on mobile yet. She needs to make it mobile. She, we need to do so this. when I like when I need to go in the corner and like release mm -hmm. some frustration. Nah, yes. Nah. When when the white tears are getting to be a bit too overwhelming, when yes, the, but, there's too much yeah. fragility that is quite around me, I can just play my hand. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Very what? cathartic. Very, very good. I mean, she could level up. She could, yo, that game could be big, yo. We yeah, could make, could. what What else would you want to swat? What else do you, because I already called white tears, some white can, fragility. Can we throw like napkins at folks to dry their tears? Like, wow. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That'd be like the second board, second level. Can we I sip like tea? That. Can we sip tea? Like can what can we, we do? <laughs> what can we do? Yo, what's um, how? I oh. saw the shirt on. You saw the what? I saw a shirt. And it said, Becky with the good hair. Stop. Aisha. Stop. It's re I Stop. <laughs> I no. said, no, Moving they on. didn't. That's a great segue into fix it, Black Jesus. <laughs> right, though? Moving on. Yes. So they what, found what all me to fix? African bodies in the Mediterranean. Did you hear about that? No. Really, oh, really I guess sad. that makes sense. Yeah. I hadn't heard yeah, about they it. Were, like, I think they were oh trafficking gosh. all of these young women and uh, wow. didn't didn't go well. Um, wow. We know how that ended. Um, what, how, how many bodies did they find? 
That I don't remember, but we'll put the link up. Um, okay. It's just oh really sad. Uh, yeah. Did you? <laughs> okay, so there's this video of these white protesters in Tennessee that mm. talk about like, gotta stop deportation or they're wrecking the nation. So I don't know. I don't remember the chair. It was wait, just, wait, wait. It, they want us to stop deportation? Or, no, it's time to start the deportation. That was the. Oh, right. okay. So they they out here building. I, I, I don't want to stop deportation. I'm doing my own chant. Exactly. <laughs> they want to start the deportation. So they're so. they're the ones that they want to build a wall and such. All right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wall builders. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So wait, what happened? How many uh, people were at the protest? Five. It looked like I mean, in this video, it looked like a pretty big protest. Then again, it's Tennessee. Tennessee's probably red. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is some. Ooh, so many. Wait, hold up. Was that a black man? No. Wait, did I miss a black guy in the crowd? Is hold he trying to? Wait Fix a minute. It. Black, you know, we don't have time for this. Okay, I'm gonna move on. Did you see the story about the guy? Oh no, that was California? a shadow. My bad. Oh, <laughs> Laura, I'm offended. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Moonlight. Sorry. Um. Oh, that is not okay. Okay, so um, <laughs> this white man in California, he he must have been talking to Charles Manson. That's what I think. He what? tried to rob a bank in blackface, Laura. No. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. Are you serious? Yes. On August 18th, police rushed to a Wells Fargo in Corona after a silent alarm indicated a robbery. Queens? Investigators in Queens? No, Corona in um, in California. Oh. Um, investigators later noted that the robber was a white man with obvious dark makeup to disguise his appearance. He had given a blank a bank teller a note demanding money, and he claimed he had a gun. But he ran and off. He ran off and without any money at all. This was because he couldn't even take himself seriously. <laughs> you oh wait, although although no. dead press, it's like the opposite of dead press. Is that white face though? Because ain't nobody actually that white. Like. I mean, I this guess nobody girl that's on YouTube, though. This girl that's on YouTube? <laughs> Not that she was, like, chalk white, but she was basically there. But, but mm -hmm. no, I don't think the dead press thing is it's white not, face. It just doesn't feel the same. It's not the same thing. <laughs> you obviously are, yeah. No one's skin is actually. All right, moving forward. Although, no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What? Because, no, let's, let's think about this. So... Black people wearing white makeup, like actual the color white, Crayola white, is not white face because they're not mm -hmm. necessarily pretending to be white people. But white people, because they will wear, they used to wear like shoe polish on their face, like they black sure shoe did, like actual black, like yeah. actual black. But they were intending to imitate. That's the difference. In there, you go. It's All in right. the intention. Mm -hmm. For once, okay, but also in the impact. But you know, what yes. moving on, more fix it, black Jesus. Okay, we have canceled Lena Dunham. So, oh my gosh, times. why are we talking about her? I don't she like keeps her coming back. What, what does she do now again? Oh, oh, well, somebody came out and was like, such and such did had sexual misconduct, and it happened to be one of her friends, and so she defended this person. Wait, the, wait, the, wait the a minute. No, 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 no. She defended the abuser? 
She defended the abuser because he was a good person. And he was his, he was her friend. Wait a minute. Isn't she like, yes, yes, like yes. super duper white yes. feminist? Yes. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. I'm like sorry, she has I did not hate. Yes. <laughs> is her, is her friend a woman? Um, yes. And moving forward. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. The abuser is also a woman? No, no, no. It was a man. But did you see but there was, was an article that? from a black woman? who was like, I'm not gonna write for Lenny Letters anymore because Lena has a history of doing stuff like this. Um, this happened in college. I guess she's known this, known Lena since college. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a similar instance. My friend was um, sexually assaulted or you know, there was some sort of misconduct by a friend of Lena. Mm -hmm. And we chose not to do anything about it because of the repercussions that could have ensued. Um, but he was protected by Lena and this uh, and that circle, and he's still in the field today and has risen to success despite being known, like having like people knowing what he had done. So wait a minute, but this I'm woman, not gonna write this black, letters this, anymore. This, this is a black woman. I'm sorry, but Lena Dunham hasn't been in college in how long? Why did the black woman just decide today that she ain't gonna do it no more? Um, her excuse is that she stuck around because, um of the strong women that worked at like there are actually strong wonderful women that work at Lenny letters but she's like i can't that's not enough i, I mean anymore. i asked the question and because I, the same question. I feel like you know i want to challenge that but in the same heartbeat no i'm kidding um, I, mean, I, also I think many people would have done the same thing it's i understand really hard to walk away like it's hard to not find a toxic environment unfortunately yeah and last but not least on my fix it black jesus list this week Mm -hmm. Another person who we keep canceling and keep coming back, Wendy Williams. What did she do now? So, I think she's an alien. Did I tell you this? I think she's an alien. I was watching Men in Black recently, and stop. I feel we're okay. We're gonna go. No, no, I'm not. We're not. So Wendy, Wendy decided that she was gonna give everybody an opinion no one asked for. Of course, about Terry Crews. Um, I don't know if you saw, but he. Wait, what did he do? He didn't do anything. Somebody. He was. He recounts the story of. Someone in Hollywood, I don't remember these names. Having abused him? Having reached in his pants in public. And like mm -hmm. there were witnesses and nobody said anything. He didn't make a scene because he didn't want the story to go down as this black man clobbered this white dude. Right? Wait, it was um, a white man? That it was a been. white man? I think it was, yeah. Just reached in his pants. He spoke and, like, about this recently? Yes, he like recently spoke about it. And Wendy's take was, oh, he shouldn't have done that because it's going to ruin his career. Like he's going to ruin Terry, it's going to ruin his own career. How? So you're telling the victim to shut the fuck up, and you're also saying that the victim done fucked up by saying that he was a victim of foolishness and misconduct Correct. and abuse and just nastiness. Who Correct. was this white man that did this? Terry Crews, tell us more. I think he. I don't think he outed the name of the person. Um, wow. See. Just, okay. What? I can't remember, I but he did say it happened. Can I just say that this makes me think of, oh, what was it called? I mean, it's obviously not the same thing, but I mean, Terry Crews is a sizable human. Sizable. Right? Why? Like what? what? What were you thinking? Do you not? And so what me? that makes me think of is, what is it? Uh, buck breaking? What is it when they would make the black yeah, men right. have sex that's with one right. another? Yeah. 
Like, because it's like, look what I can no, do. They would make them have sex with one another when they, they would like rape them, wouldn't they? Was there? Oh, was, that's what was it that was. the thing? Yeah, to yeah. That's what it is. They, I, I think it was just raping them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I feel like it's really it's in the same vein. Yeah, it's felt. It feels very similar. Like, what the fuck? Like, look at this big black man. Potentially, he might be referred to as a man. Look at what I can do to him and, and get look what, away with. Yeah, like dead ass. Like what the? Like this is what? This is the modern version of that. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. It's a bull. Um, for black creatives, um, I want to give a shout out to the whole Ross family and all of their black excellence. Um, yes. Tracy Ellis Ross was, did the AMAs last night and Diana Ross was given, I believe, a Lifetime Achievement Award or something. She probably have like 50, 11 She, she so must at this sure. point. Um, because <laughs> they be handing out Lifetime Achievement Awards before careers are over. Like, <laughs> you start getting them like... <laughs> when you're like oh. 35, they're like, here's your Lifetime Achievement Award. But if anybody deserves that, it is Diana Ross. Um, even though she ruined the Wiz and I will never forgive her for that. In what way? Ooh, 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 you didn't like her in the Wiz. You're oh, on I that side. Her the Wiz. So me and my friend Mills, you know Mills, you've met Mills. Mm -hmm. We fast forward through all her parts and then it's a good movie. Wow. <laughs> See, I didn't know. See, this is this is me as an and it's outsider. Not that I don't love Diana Ross. That is not what I'm saying. You're just saying that was not the role for her. That was not the role for her. See, okay, so this is one of those instances where I am, dare I call it, African-American passing. Because I have been in the room with African-Americans who have discussed this in depth, in detail, about why they feel that Diana Ross was not the person for that role and how she's ruined it all. I have never heard anybody else say that in my life. And they were like, Laura, what do you think? I was like, shit, I didn't know that this was a thing. Like what? Oh. I hadn't even, I, the first time I watched The Wiz was like two years ago. I, I never, what? Like that was not a and thing. And what did I you think of her performance? I thought that shit was cool. I didn't, I didn't mind. She was way too old and like, I don't even know if it was her age. I, I think it was just the, the screaming every five See, seconds. But like, with this really said, my expectations of that movie, because I'm watching it for the first time in 2015, I was expecting ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. um, so I could imagine though that in, you know, in the era that it actually came out in, that it would be like, why the fuck did you just do that? Like, stop this, get off the television right now. I mean, um, it's, it's a great movie otherwise. Quincy did the damn thing, but I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, for Black creatives, I want to give a shout out to, I believe he's actually, he's Dominican. Um, okay. There's this website called The Peralta Project. There's okay. this dude up in, he lives in, well, he's from uptown, like um, Washington Heights. And he prints, he has art prints, he has t-shirts, he's got pins and things of that sort. He has this particular series. Support with buying black <laughs> yes he has a series called rolos and icons and rolos are hair rollers um mm -hmm. so he has like women like frida selena celia cruz wonder woman um all wearing hair rollers um in the style of like andy warhol i would say with like the color usage um i could be wrong some artsy fartsy person will tell me better but anyway um he I've got a few of his t-shirts. Shit's a dope. Support the man. Um, my favorite t-shirt of his is probably my Latino shirt, which is 
it spells out Latino, but the I is a pick, like an Afro pick. And so, yeah, I he's it's very much about being an Afro Latino. So I would say he is my black creative shout out jazz. Um, cool. That's um, all I got. And, you know, I'm just going to keep shouting out Black Panther until it happens, even though it don't happen until February. That is not important. <laughs> just keep it on your radar. Just just be ready. It's going to be so good. Um, so yeah. And I think that leads us to uh, the bus house section. Do you have anything? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've had a couple bus houses. Um, I think episode. I've had a few bus house throughout. So yeah, I don't have a new bus house. All right, well, I have one. So bus how, I'm not clapping today. Um, <laughs> Whack. Still can't do the teeth suck either. So bus how, people were getting really upset that there was a blood center, and I think this was in the UK, that was like specifically asking for blood from black people. Mm. And and people Is were it like, for like that research racist? or something? No, they were like, isn't that racist? And the, the blood center responded and they were like, no, there's just, there are different blood types, yes, but the closer the match, the better. So there are different yeah. genetic things that Black people are known to have versus mm -hmm. what white people are known to have. So if you are a black person and you are in need of blood, you are probably going to be better fitted yeah. from a black person who has- Yeah, a like genetic markers are gonna be more similar, I can imagine, like if you donated blood to me than if my boo thing donated blood to me. Right. Yeah. But see, I- Assuming we have the same blood type, yeah. Am universal receiver, which I mm. have about. So I can take blood from anybody, but mm -hmm. I'm still best served by other people who are also universal receivers. I so, got you. Yeah, it's not, mm. it's not racist, guys. It's it's cool. You can. Did I tell you I'm one pound away from being able to donate blood? You, you did. I still. I'm still very excited about this. I'm still very excited. Too small to donate blood. I remember the, in high school, 110 the, pounds. I'm 109. You're 109 pounds? Yes. Yes, I Wow. I have been, see, but the thing is, I'm so excited. And I actually spoke to my naturopathic doctor. Yes, I'm a granola. I have a naturopathic doctor. Um, three weeks ago. I don't know what that means. What is a naturopathic doctor? Oh, um, well, Boothang would say that she's a juju doctor, but mm, she's okay. all, but no, <laughs> she's not though. See, because when I hear juju, I think like brujeria. And that's not what this is. That's not what this is at all. She just, she's a medical doctor who okay. also, believes and learned about and went to school and is educated upon how you know foods and vitamins and supplements and so forth can aid your body in healing itself not just drugs um i mean so, with millennials these days and the cost of health insurance right now <laughs> can i get an agile plan and and my insurance covered it thank you okay. um so I went to her, told her all my ailments, and there was this very, very comprehensive questionnaire, and it asked about um, your current weight and how long you've been at that weight. And I was like, bust how? I might have written bust how, because it was a long form. Bust how, I'm 109. I gained two pounds, and I've been maintaining them for like six months, because I've been 107 pounds since I was like 18 years old. I'm 31. 31, I'm finally 109, one more pound to, what is it, donating blood? 
Hell yeah! Well, I'm very excited for you. Please bring a cookie and some juice because I feel like you're still towing the line if you yeah, only write you know, on the I limit. think I might wait till I'm like 112 to be to be serious because like I might like faint. My ass might faint. It might not work out. Yeah. I'm gonna be calling gotta, my, you know, you my, my spare, mercy you contact. Gotta, you got to be real, you know, careful of your blood, you know. <laughs> You ain't got a lot of it if you only have nine pounds. So. Exactly, right? Because this is probably most of this is bones. So, you know, it's just <laughs> my bone weight. My bone weight. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. All right. Well, I think. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got one more oh, shout geez. out for Black creatives or for buying Black. What okay. is Homegirl's name that makes a slap cap? Because she saves lives. She saves oh, yeah. lives. Slap claps are amazing. What is her name? Grace, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Is it Grace? I think so. Yes, and it's, hold on, Grace Alaye, Alaye? The website is slapcap.com? No, um, it's oh. satinlinedcaps.com or gracealaye.com. So that's G-R-A-C-E-E-L-E-Y-A-E. No, 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 what's the other or one? You better remember all of those. Well, they can replay it, or it's satinlinedcaps. S A T I N L I N E D C A P S dot com. She has beanies that are lined with satin. Can I just say, satin caps save lives and your Afro textured hair. She also has scrunchies, and I know scrunchies are not the way, but if you're just putting your hair up for the night or you're exercising or, you know, it don't look great because. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It, it looks real hip. I'm not going to lie to you because they did big, big, big scrunchies. <laughs> but hair ties and like like other materials, they dry your hair out and they get tangled and caught. And these don't pull your hair out. It's great. What I will I not buy from her because. Pillowcases. Come on, son. I'm going to Amazon buy two for $5. Two for $5. Come on, son. But then you're not buying black, though. I buy my slap caps from her. I buy my satin pillowcases from. Amazon. Okay. And the store is okay. probably owned by, nope, not going to say that. The point is slap cap save lives. Yes. All right. Who are you? I'm Laura Solis and I want you to buy a slap cap. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fix It Black Jesus. You can email us, email us at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com or you can find us on our website at fixitblackjesus.com. Please send us pictures of your black baby dolls. I want to see them. I want to see if they all I look the same. I want to see pictures because I'm assuming that these are people that had black, black baby dolls like 20 years ago. So you're trying to say people don't know how to take care of their shit? Damn, I I mean, I don't know where Ariel is. And I know she lost an eye at some point and that fan was cracked, Ooh. so. <gasps> oh, I did have a black doll. And when you lifted up her arm, her hair grew. Oh my gosh, that's right. And we're done here. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Please fix it, Black Jesus. <clears throat> I totally forgot about her. Damn, she has some nappy hair. Mm. <laughs>